What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 17 top 36 running backs, splitting these running backs up into different tiers. Also, um, this is going to be my last set of running back rankings for the season. Hopefully this video helps you guys go out there, set your fantasy football lineups and bring home that championship. I'll also have my wide receiver rankings out today and then the quarterbacks, tight ends and defenses coming out tomorrow. If you guys enjoy the video, just do me a huge favor and hit that like button. But let's jump right into tier one. And I'm not switching anything up here. Going back to the well on Christian McCaffrey, I think it's pretty obvious that he separated himself from the rest of the field here at the running back position. So he's going to be my only tier one running back. Also gets a nice matchup here against the commanders. Now shifting into tier two, I feel like these guys have also kind of separated themselves from the tiers below them. Kyron Williams and Rashad White. Both have flashed some solid ceilings while also being very, very consistent, um, you know, as of late second half of the season. Now shifting into tier three, um, we're going to have Jameer Gibbs, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, and James Cook. Solid mix here. Starting off with Jameer Gibbs, he's just been really impressive ever since David Montgomery missed those few games with injury. He really has just taken kind of a stranglehold of this backfield. It's definitely still going to be a split, but fantasy-wise, I think we have to give Jameer Gibbs the clear edge here. He's just the way more dynamic player, and if they're also giving him goal line looks, he is clearly the more valuable option. Um, after Gibbs, going with Alvin Kamara. Not a great matchup here against the Bucks, but he'll be involved as a pass catcher. The uh, lack of Taysom Hill usage over the last few weeks is definitely a plus for him. You know, Taysom Hill was kind of getting in on the goal line, vulturing some of those touchdowns. That has not been the case over the past couple of weeks, which is definitely a good sign for Kamara. Then we're going to go with Jonathan Taylor, uh, made his return in week 16. Didn't do anything crazy fantasy-wise, but his usage was solid. Like the matchup here against the Raiders, I think he's a nice candidate to have a really nice bounce back here in week 17. And then the last guy in this tier is going to be James Cook. Didn't have a huge fantasy day in week 16, but the role on the ground was solid. He really was a non-factor as a pass catcher, which is something we hadn't seen since the uh, change of offensive coordinator. I'm really not all that concerned about the lack of receiving usage. You know, it was one-off game. All the other games since the OC switch have told us that they want to get him involved as a pass catcher. So I think he's definitely still relevant here as a mid-tier RB1. Now pivoting into tier four, a very large tier here. I feel like when we're getting into the back-end RB1s all the way to like the high-end RB3s, I think there's just a lot of guys kind of jumbled together here. But starting off with tier four, I'm going to have Bijan Robinson. As I kind of expected, he had a nice bounce back in week 16 after just the terrible week 15 usage. They went back to the well with him, you know, gave him a solid workload. He produced not a great matchup here against the Bears, but if you're telling me Bijan Robinson is going to have nice usage, I have to list him as a top 10 back. Um, after Bijan going with Mostert, this is just not a good matchup here against the Ravens, but I think the fact that he's pretty much locked in as the goal line back, the guy they're using in the red zone, I still think he belongs, you know, as a top 10 option, even in a bad matchup. The volume may not be crazy, but just having that type of touchdown upside on this Dolphins offense is definitely a plus. Um, then I'm going to have Travis Etienne. Definitely kind of struggled fantasy-wise over the past couple of games, but he's a really nice matchup here against the Panthers. I think this is a good spot for him to kind of get right and put up a big game in the fantasy football championship. Then we're going to go with Brees Hall coming off a monster game in week 16. He does draw a tough matchup here against the Browns. Um, but they're not like this death sentence matchup for the running back position. We've really only seen one game where Brees Hall hasn't been able to come through fantasy-wise, just in terms of giving you a floor, at least in like half point or a full point PPR. So I think Brees Hall's a fine like fringe running back one play. 
if you want to play some of the other guys in this tier, I get it. For me, I'm just very high in Brees Hall, like his receiving usage, and if they're scoring touchdowns, Brees Hall has a decent opportunity for it to be him. Um, after Brees, going with Saquon Barkley, solid game in uh, week 16, going up against the Rams here. Not a great matchup, but this offense is going to run through Saquon Barkley. He's going to have strong usage, so I like him as my RB12. We saw DeAndre Swift have a really nice bounce back game in week 16. He draws a nice matchup here against the Cardinals, so I think he can kind of stack nice performances here week 16 and week 17. Next up is going to be Isaiah Pacheco, and there's no guarantee he's going to end up playing here in this uh, Bengals matchup. Suffered a concussion in week 16. If it's not Isaiah Pacheco, you know, they're probably going to go with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and he would probably be a tier five guy for me. Still think he'll command a lot of volume, you know, if Pacheco's out and the fact that Jerick McKinnon's not going to be playing, but I wouldn't feel as confident as I would with Isaiah Pacheco. And then just in terms of like, you know, a concussion, it's kind of nice in the sense for fantasy where it's like either he's playing or he's not. It's not something where he should be limited in his usage. So Pacheco's playing. I like him as a high-end RB2. Um, in that same matchup, I have Joe Mixon. Um, not a great game in uh, week 16, but it was really just a total flop from this Bengals offense. They had been stacking some nice performances. Not super concerned. It's a tough matchup here against the Chiefs, but I think Mixon's fine. as like a high-end RB2. Then I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. Um, in previous years, like this Texans matchup has just been like a smash spot for Derrick Henry. I definitely think things have changed a little bit. This Texans run defense isn't just horrific like it's been in previous seasons. And this Titans offense has definitely taken a step back. But I still think he's a nice start as a high-end RB2. Um, then going with Josh Jacobs, I'm still somewhat skeptical on whether or not Josh Jacobs is going to play. The Raiders are in the spot where they have a very small chance to make the playoffs, so maybe that's what gets him to uh, suit up here. But it did seem like he was close to playing in uh, Week 16, so if he's good to go here in Week 17, I like him as like a mid-tier RB2 play. Um, if I knew he was going to be locked into a workhorse role, I probably would have him as like a locked-in RB1 in a nice matchup here against the Colts. But with Zamir White playing well, um, Jacob's coming off an injury. I'm not sure if he's going to step right back into like that huge workhorse role. If it's uh, not Josh Jacobs and they're rolling with Zamir White as the running back one, he would probably be towards the top of tier five um, if I did have to rank him. And then the final guy in this tier is going to be Ezekiel Elliott, obviously assuming that Ramondre is not playing. He just continues to produce, operating as the workhorse here in this Patriots offense. And kind of like, you know, showing some juice here. It seemed like heading into the season, a lot of people, including myself, thought he was kind of washed. Um, you know, kind of proven me wrong here over the past couple of weeks. Really nice touchdown in week 16. The Bills aren't a terrible matchup for opposing running backs. So he is going to wrap up tier four. Now shifting into tier five, our mid to back end RB2s, and then our high end RB3s. Going to start off this tier with Aaron Jones. Nice to see him log a really strong workload in week 16. A.J. Dillon is still going to be in there kind of an, as a nuisance to Aaron Jones, especially on the goal line. But if you're giving Aaron Jones a solid workload, I really like him to give you RB2 production. Then I have Kenneth Walker really kind of pulled away from Zach Charbonnet in uh, week 16. I definitely don't think that's like set in stone. If it was, he probably would be in tier four. I still think there could be some variants in this backfield, but it's a fine matchup here against the Steelers. I think Kenneth Walker definitely belongs in the top 20 running backs. Then I have Tony Pollard. Um, he's been rough over the past couple of games, and then he just draws the worst matchup for opposing uh, fantasy running backs. So not great here going up against the Lions. That's why he takes a hit from where I had him ranked last week. Another guy with a tough matchup, James Conner. And I feel like some people may just be wanting to totally avoid this matchup here against the Eagles. 
For me, I think James Conner can still give you solid production. He's had two other really tough matchups this season where he's been able to come through. He's involved as a pass catcher. This Cardinals offense hasn't been terrible, so he still has some touchdown upside. So I like him as a back-end RB2. Then after Connor, I have David Montgomery, and this kind of feels low for Montgomery. Honestly, all the guys in like Tier 4, Tier 5, it does feel like there is some variance. I just don't know what David Montgomery's current ceiling is. It's not a great matchup here against the Cowboys. He's not overly involved as a pass catcher. He really needs a touchdown to come through fantasy-wise, and even then, the touchdown's getting him to like 14, 15, 16 PPR points just compared to some of these other running backs who I think are going to have much larger workloads and a ton of receiving involvement. That's kind of why I have him here as like a back-end RB2 play. Earlier on in the season, he was definitely crushing it, but I do think we kind of have to reevaluate where we're at here in week 17. Um, after Montgomery, going with Ty Chandler, even with Madison back, it seemed like they definitely wanted to run this offense through Ty Chandler. Don't think there's any guarantee he's going to be like this locked in workhorse, but I would expect him to be the RB1 here. And I like the matchup here against this Packers defense that has been struggling over the past three weeks. Um, then I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard, really been dominating the touches for this Panthers offense. It's definitely not a top tier offense, but not a terrible matchup here against the Jaguars. And with the type of workload he's getting, I think he's a very solid like back end RB2, high end RB3 for you. I'm um, another guy kind of in a similar spot, at least usage wise, Devin Singletary. I do think the health of CJ Stroud here will have a big factor on where I rank Singletary. If Stroud is healthy, I think you definitely bump him up a few spots just based on this offense, you know, kind of rising. Um, but if he's not, this is probably where he would settle in here. Not a terrible matchup against the Titans. I like the usage that we've seen out of Singletary over the past few weeks. And then the final running back in this tier is going to be Devon Achan. It really kind of sucks ranking Achan as my running back 27, but I just think there are these guys ahead of him who just clearly are leading their backfield, Singletary, uh, Chuba, Ty Chandler. And then for Achan, he has a tough matchup. His usage has definitely been kind of regressing from what we saw earlier to like mid-season where he's not involved on the goal line. Mostert is out touching him. It just seems like he has to break off a huge play, which is definitely possible, but I just don't know if that's something I want to bank on in a tough matchup here against this Ravens defense. So he's going to wrap up tier five. Now pivoting into tier six, going to start off this tier with Austin Eckler. We actually saw Eckler have a pretty nice workload in week 16. And if I knew that was going to stick heading into week 17, he'd be a tier five guy for me. I just don't think there's any guarantee that happens. We've seen Kelly Spiller be very involved on the ground. This Chargers offense is just not a strong unit. And Austin Eckler individually, you know, doesn't seem like he's the same guy that we've seen over the past few seasons. So he's going to lead tier six for me. Next up is going to be Javante Williams. And he's just been a little bit underwhelming. You know, he hasn't been awful as a fantasy option, but I definitely don't think he's been peaking later on in the season like I kind of expected earlier on. Decent matchup here against the Chargers. I just think he's in this weird spot where you have Jaleel McLaughlin and Samaj Piran kind of eating into his opportunities, which I think is just going to cap his overall ceiling. After Javante, I have uh, Jerome Ford. He's kind of been a very consistent option over like the last six, seven games. Hasn't flashed much of a ceiling, but I think like mid-tier RB3 play is a fair spot for him. Then I have Gus Edwards, even though he was out-touched by Justice Hill in uh, week 16, I still view him as the better option just due to the touchdown upside. And then wrapping up tier six with the Steelers running backs, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris going up against the Seahawks. Um, I think these guys are pretty much back to back, which is pretty much where I've had them all season long. And then the final tier, tier seven, starting off with Khalil Herbert. 
If Foreman is back, I don't have a ton of interest in playing any of these Bears running backs. If Foreman doesn't end up playing in this game, I think you could probably bump Herbert into tier six, just based on the usage we saw without Foreman in uh, week 16. Then we have Justice Hill. Like I said with Gus Edwards, he was very involved in this backfield. It's going to be a solid split. I just don't think he has the same touchdown upside. And then wrapping it up with Chris Rodriguez, going to be assuming that B-Rob does not play here. I do think he's the better option at this point over uh, Antonio Gibson, but just draws a really tough matchup against the 49ers. And that's going to wrap it up for my top 36 running backs. If you guys enjoyed the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Any fantasy questions, drop them down below. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.